Last night, the Carolina Hurricanes were the first team all season long to shut out the Colorado Avalanche. Auntie Ronsa had a phenomenal 36 save performance. And in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes, we will dive further into just what went right for the Carolina Hurricanes last night. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'd like to thank you, as always, for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And the show is now available on YouTube at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast, so make sure you go subscribe there. And don't forget to rate the show five stars on whatever stream platform you're listening on as well. And in today's episode, we'll be recapping last night's shutout victory against the Colorado Avalanche. The Carolina Hurricanes were the first team all season long to be able to shut out the Avalanche. It was big. This was a hotly, hotly anticipated matchup between the number one team in the East and the number one team in the West and the one and two spots in the entire league. So... This was a game that we expected to be very back and forth. And for the large majority of the game, this game was 0-0. And it was damn near the most entertaining 0-0 game I have ever seen. This was something echoed by Rod Brindamore as well as a lot of other just fans on social media. You, as well as in the building itself, you could hear just how electric that atmosphere was and thankfully the Carolina Hurricanes obviously ended up coming away with the win we love to see that but the Hurricanes were able to win the first period which was big for them and then Colorado was able to bounce back and really win the second period the Carolina Hurricanes were really fortunate to be able to have Auntie Ranta in net, having the performance that he did last night, as well as Jacob Slaving coming up with some fantastic defensive plays all game long. They're really fortunate to not find themselves in the hole in the second period. And obviously, the Hurricanes won the third period, being able to score two goals and, again, come away with the win. This was a game where the Carolina Hurricanes were able to control the game. They were able to force Colorado to play the type of game that they wanted to play. They were able to keep Colorado in their own zone. Carolina was able to just get pucks on net and get pucks deep. And that's what they needed to do in this game. And they were really able to shut down Colorado's offense because it's been well documented all season long just how potent the Colorado Avalanche offense has been. And that was something I said in my keys to victory in yesterday's episode that the Hurricanes were going to need to be able to shut down Colorado. If they could do that, I was confident that they could win. And that's what they did. And 
they did win, which is great. I was very off on the scores. However, I was predicting maybe like four goals, five goals a piece. And very off on that, obviously, just being a two nothing win. And both teams had a lot of good chances. That's not to take away from Colorado's offense not being able to do anything at all. You know, they yes, they didn't end up getting anything past Auntie Ranta, of course. So at the end of the day, yes, we were able to shut them down in that regard. But it wasn't for a lack of trying. These Colorado had a lot of good chances in this game along with the Hurricanes. And you look at the shots on goal. Colorado had 36 shots on goal. So it's not like that game against Columbus a while back where in the third period, you know, Columbus still only had nine shots on goal total through the entire game. It wasn't anything like that. Colorado was getting chances and they're creating good chances for themselves. But Antti Ranta was able to stand tall. And I really think he had the quote of the night in regards to this game. It was an outstanding game, of course. But, you know, a lot of people you know, are, you know, crowning this, you know, oh, you know, win of the year, win of the year type thing. But it's not. We still got a game on Saturday. I think Antti Ranta said it best right here. It's not uh it's not like the season was over today and this was the, the greatest game ever. So, you know, it's not, it's, it's only day and a half when we, when we come back and, and play again. So you, you start preparing yourself for that. So, you know, just keep working and, you know, try to enjoy the game and, you know, enjoy the practices and, and have some fun. I think he's really hit it on the head when he said the season's not over and it wasn't the best game ever, ever. The Hurricanes, you know, Ranta, you know, especially, you know, he obviously struggled with some rebound control. And there are more games to play. I think that's a big one. Yes, we should feel good about that win against Colorado. Absolutely. We're the first team all season long to shut them out. Of course, we should be happy about that. And we showed that, yeah, we're, we deserve to be at the top of the league like we are it's not like it's a fluke getting there or anything like that you know so yeah we should be happy about it but let's not crown this as the pinnacle of the season you know because there's still games to play still playoffs and the season's not over yet and there were mistakes in this game again you go back to the second period where it really kind of got away from the hurricanes and they they really got lucky there. So the Hurricanes, there's work to be done. It wasn't a perfect game, but we came away with the win nonetheless. And I think Coach Brindamore hit it on the head when he said this last night. But, I mean, it was a great first period. We did everything we had to do, and then they're a great team. And they had they were the best, great in the second period, you know. And then the third period was even. And, you know, obviously we got the one you know, to, to put it away. So pretty even game all the way around. It's kind of what you would expect, I think, from these two teams. I Yeah, it was an even game all around. Like I said earlier, the Hurricanes won the first. Colorado won the second. And we obviously won the third. And it really just showed just how evenly matched these teams were. Even when 
we were winning the periods and Colorado was winning theirs, you know, there were still, you know, chances for either team and they were really just going at it and just showing how evenly matched they are. And yeah, we're going to play them one more time in the regular season this time or next time, I guess, out in Denver and that'll be but here before we know it really it's going to be on April 16th a little over a month away that's right at the tail end of the season that's going to be honestly one of our final games of the year just which one is it going to be yeah that's um just a little bit over two weeks before we're done with the season so the Hurricanes you know, they got one more meeting against Colorado, but I do very much think that this could be a Stanley Cup final matchup. Obviously, we play them in the playoffs. It's got to be in the finals, but I do legitimately think that we could see them in the Stanley Cup final should we both be able to get over that playoff hump. We both kind of struggled with that over the past few seasons to get over that hump, but I think both teams are very much there and can make that run but you know let's talk more about the good and the bad as well as my three stars of the game we will talk about all that stuff right after this quick break we've gotten to that point of the year where a lot of folks are giving up on their new year's resolutions but if yours is about getting fit and eating healthy built bar is here to help you out with that Built Bar is, of course, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bars are, of course, high protein, high fiber, low calorie, and low carb. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a normal candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And with flavors ranging from mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, there is going to be something for everyone. And they also have new flavors coming in and out of their lineup all the time. So make sure you are checking Built.com often to see what new stuff they got. And right now, you can go to Built.com. Dot com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Once again, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen. For your next lesson, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, we've obviously been talking a lot about what went good, what went bad. Obviously good, you know, we shut down the Owls like we needed to. Auntie Ronto was fantastic. He got his second shutout of the season. Third straight win, 36 save shutout. I might add, fantastic work from the Finnish father. Jacob Slavin was an absolute force to be reckoned with in this game. He shows why he is one of the best defensemen. In the entire NHL, it's hard to pin down just one moment from this game for him because it was basically from start to finish that Jacob Slavin was outstanding 
it's one of those where like the moment is the entire game. He was that good. And another person that I was really pleased with was Ethan Bear. He had kind of been a bit of a non-factor for a while and he ended up scoring what would end up being the game-winning goal and that's great for him. Of course, he was one I honestly kind of speculated that should the Hurricanes make a move at the trade deadline, he could be one of the guys that gets shipped off. I know a lot of fans may not like that, but when he hasn't really been living up to expectations, you could see where I'm coming from on that. But he was able to bounce back and show his worth last night, which is good. I do hope he can keep it up. Even if it's not you know, necessarily generating offense or anything like that, just you know, step up his defensive game and stop being so invisible out there, you know? Because that's been an issue with him. Sometimes you almost forget he's even out there on the ice because it just hasn't really been doing a whole hell of a lot. But on, on the bad, I touched on this earlier, rebound control was a bit of an issue for Ronta last night despite him getting a shutout. That was something he echoed in postgame when he was saying, like I said earlier, season's not over. It wasn't a perfect game. That was an issue for him, and he said that that would be something he works on in practice. And I think that's very, I guess you would say humble almost. I kind of was at a loss for words, uh, but and also realistic because it could be easy to just go in there and be like, hell yeah. You know, I shut out the best team in the league. I was the first person to do it all season long. Yada, yada, yada. You could, of course, be like that, but he's not. He knows, okay, there's still some issues there in my game, and it wasn't a perfect game, and he's going to fix it. And I'm very much looking forward to see what he does in fixing that said aspect of his game because it takes a true veteran and veteran of the game to be able to recognize yeah, I got a shutout, but I wasn't perfect. And I think that's really good for him. And turnovers were also an issue in this game for the Hurricanes. I think part of that could honestly just be attributed to it being Colorado. And so we'll kind of see how that goes come Saturday against Philly because I do think Colorado is good at forcing turnovers in this game. But the Carolina Hurricanes, they do obviously need to watch out on that stuff. And one final thing was penalties. There's been some chatter uh, about the officiating in this game. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog, he obviously got the 10-minute misconduct at the end of the game. But I, I think that we... We can't just let it be boiled down to those last five minutes or whatever because there was definitely some questionable officiating, some questionable calls, some questionable missed calls for sure throughout this game on both sides. I mean, the Hurricanes definitely got away with the stuff. I mean, you look at the end of the game, we got away with some stuff. But Colorado was also getting away with stuff all game long. So 
the Carolina Hurricanes do need to watch it with the penalties. It, that's something I've kind of said all season long. They they really had some peaks and valleys. They've gone through spells where they take hardly any, which is great. But they've also had those moments where they seemingly every time they step out on the ice, someone's getting into the penalty box. So I think that's definitely going to be something that they need to work on moving forward. But as a whole, this was a really good game and one to be proud of. And my three star, my three stars, excuse me. Good Lord, folks. <laughs> uh, my three stars of the game are definitely the same as the official ones you would say but a little bit of a different order for my third star of the game i'm going with ethan bear i think he had a really good game and it was nice to see him be able to bounce back and uh i think that you know i'm really hoping that he can continue bouncing back and this wasn't just a one-off game and it's one that he can continue to take steps forward to reaching his full potential. Because that is one criticism I've had of him this year, uh, along with several others. Just him honestly not living up to his potential. And I hope he can continue to take steps in the right direction. Second star of the game is Jacob Slavin. Like I said, I can't really just pin it down to just one moment. There's obviously the highlight reel where you know he chase the guy down to make the save obviously there's that but like i said earlier it wasn't just one or two plays here and there his moment was start to finish of the game jacob slavin was just that good he was outstanding in this game and like i said this is one of those games where he proved why he is one of the best defensemen in the entire nhl and first star no surprise, it's Auntie Ranta. Of course, the man had a 36-save shutout. First guy to shut out the Avalanche all season long. Of course, he is the first star of the game. But now, we do need to look ahead to Saturday against the Flyers. And we'll do that right after this quick break. It's that time of the year again, folks. As college basketball's March Madness tournaments are upon us. And we're in North Carolina, folks. We know how big of a religion college basketball is here between NC State, UNC, Duke, Wake Forest, all of it. Just the ACC tournament as a whole. College basketball is a big deal here. And BetOnline.net has you covered from the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. ACC tournament is still going on up in Brooklyn right now, so BetOnline is the place to go. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, of course. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, obviously, 
you know, we got to enjoy this win against Colorado, like I said, but, and like Auntie Ranta said, season's not over. We still got games to play, and the next one, of course, is tomorrow afternoon against the Philadelphia Flyers, and this is a game that I feel might be a bit of a trap game, and... I, I know some people may may disagree with me on that, but yeah, the Flyers are not having a good season. They're not. And the Carolina Hurricanes are having an outstanding season. And the Carolina Hurricanes are leading the season series right now 2-1, to one, and having won in November right after, right on actually, Black Friday, and then winning just... A little bit ago on February 21st in overtime. So I think the Hurricanes. I think they need to be wary of this game. Let's not go into this one expecting a gimme win. As I've said before. Metro teams always bring a little something extra when they play each other. They do. We all know that. But this is going to be a game that it's the final matchup between these two teams this season. And I think Philly, they got nothing left. They have nothing left to lose now. So they're going to be essentially just out to spoil the Hurricanes party. Hurricanes have won three straight. They're eight one and one in their last 10 games. Philly, obviously not so much. They're not doing great. And they're really just going to be spoiling the Hurricanes party. And I think that the Hurricanes need to be mindful of the mistakes that they were making in this game or this past game against Colorado with like rebounds and turnovers and penalties. They need to be mindful of that. I think Philly is going to be a team where they're going to try to agitate the hell out of the Hurricanes in this game. They're going to try to draw as many penalties as they can and really take advantage of some of those guys on the team that tend to get called more often than not. Guys like Vincent Trocek, Andre Sveshkov, Nino Niederreiter. I think that they're going to try to draw stuff out of those guys. And those guys especially need to be mindful of that stretch, especially because he is the world's worst for taking dumb penalties. And uh, Rod Brindamore said that we would likely see Frederick Anderson this weekend. He just wasn't 100% ready to go in the game or for the game against Colorado, which is why Alex Lyons recalled on an emergency basis and whatnot. So I he said that he thinks we'll see Freddie this weekend. I do as well. That was something I said in the preview for the episode, that I was picking Ronta to get the start in that game, even, the, even outside of him being in the starter's crease in morning scales, picking him regardless for that. And I said that, should all things go well, I thought we'd see Freddie this weekend. And it appears that's how it's going to go. So I do think the Hurricanes also, because he's had 
bit of a time off. Hurricanes need to be supporting him and not leaving him out to dry and not making him stand on his head to make any insane staves because he's coming off a bit of an injury and he hasn't played in a little bit. So not saying he would be rusty, but you know, just helping him out, not making him do every single thing in that game. I think that's going to be big for the Hurricanes here and not letting, I think supporting Freddie and not letting the Flyers get under their skin and get in their head when it comes to penalties and stuff like that. Don't let your emotions get the best of you because that's something that's happened to the Hurricanes in the past. Uh, teams get under their skin, you know, and it brings out some of the worst qualities of the Hurricanes, of uh, dumb penalties and stuff like that. We can't have that happen here. Yeah, we're almost guaranteed to make the playoffs and, and whatnot, but let's not make dumb mistakes. And we're better than that. And let's not let people get inside our heads. We're not that young, up-and-coming team anymore. We are legit, and we're here to stay, and we're a cup contender. We don't let people get on our heads like that. And I think that is going to be big for the Hurricanes in tomorrow's game against Philly. And we'll see if Seth Jarvis plays. That's something we'll discuss in that game or in the preview for that game tomorrow. But in the meantime, thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day. Now that you've made Locked on Hurricanes your first listen, go make Locked on Fantasy Hockey, your second listen of the day. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert for your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate this show five stars on whatever streaming platform you're listening on. And subscribe to the show on YouTube. And of course, follow on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. And follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you in the next episode where we preview the next matchup against the Philadelphia Flyers.